if we're gonna have short legs, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to get into the. Uh, hey, that's like you can get on the pitch. Get him started on the long snapper plan early. Though. Ooh, not a bad idea. <laughs> Just a lot of hamstring stretches. It could and, be a Coles uh, uh, a Coles five star long snapper. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Round Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends, friend, and lovers about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com. You can send us emails to wheelroutepodcasts at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at wheelroutepodcast. And you can also get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Pod Center, and Stitcher. The big four. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logo on the Dawn. Coming to you guys from a very warm, balmy, humid Stewart, Florida. Uh, living is good. Busy week at work. Let's get it. Who else is here? <laughs> he says with enthusiasm. <laughs> uh, my name is Jordan Shank. I am in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, kind of cloudy. The last couple of days, I think we got some rain, but mm. not not a big deal. Kind of your low 60s upper 50s fall temps which are nice um so yeah i'm on twitter.com at shank jordan where there's been a tremendous amount of world series slash philadelphia sports fan rowdy philadelphia sports fan content in my timeline recently which i'm definitely down to consume yes um it's kind of charming. It, yeah. it, 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 it harkens back to a day. It brings you back to a time, you know? And I think, like, I think the general Philadelphia, Pennsylvania sports fan, like, does Twitter pretty well in general. Like, sure. they don't take it too seriously. Correct. A decent amount of self-awareness. Um, also, like, willingness to be pretty sloppy, it would appear, yeah. like, is helpful just across the board. Yeah. Um, and we also got some good uh, pitch-tipping content from Game 3. That was yes. that was fun to watch. Um, it it reminded me of the year the Nationals won the World Series. The probably like the second most memorable pitching performance I've ever seen was Steven Strasburg in Game Six, I believe it was of the World Series. Like, right. was tipping his pitches in the first inning. His teammates caught on to it, told him, and he just went through and mowed the Astros down. Like it was so <laughs> sick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's tight. I what are you referring to? Just the general like, conversation because I saw an interesting video where a guy was alleging that Randy Johnson always tipped his pitches too. Yeah, that yeah. was that was like yeah. Kind of Eduardo Perez was like yeah. I I homered uh, four times off of the big unit because I knew he was tipping his pitches, but I didn't tell him. <laughs> right. I I saw that, but then I also saw that like well, Randy, you got to remember you're also still throwing at 99 miles an hour. I still got to hit it, and I was yeah. like yeah yeah. That's that's always if you could just battle through it like that. Yeah, so the like the Phillies jumped on uh, Lance McCullers, I believe it was, ah. in Game Three because he was tipping his stuff. Um, but apparently, his teammates did not uh, throw the assist soon enough. So wow, I don't know. you know, you would have thought the Astros would have been more on on you know yeah more pay, into pay, like picking paying more up. attention to that. Yeah, <clears throat> interesting, interesting how that works. Um, no, noticeably absent tonight uh, is is our guy Jason Crick. He's on Twitter at Jason Crick. Yeah. And uh, duty calls. It's basketball season, baby. So. He's preparing for hoop season. We all are kind of, in a way, preparing for <laughs> hoop season. We are. We really all are. Logan, yes. you and I are more preparing our hearts for hoop season. Yes. He's, he's doing the nuts and bolts. I have, to prepare, I have to prepare my sassy, sometimes bad takes for hoop season. <laughs> preparing I'm, I'm... the way of the pack line defense, baby. <laughs> That's right. Florida's got a new basketball coach. So not white it, Mike anymore. It's no, he went. He's Georgia's basketball coach now, in a, oh, in a stunning right. turn of events. Um, who's this this young fellow? Uh, is it Todd Goldman? Is that his name? I believe that's uh, um, Florida's coach now. He was the it sounds like a madman character. God, I mean, he was the darling of last year's uh, NCAA tournament. I remember so little little about that yes. tournament. His name is Todd Golden. Okay. All right. 
and he looks much like a child. He is 37 years old. Okay. And he was the University of San Francisco's basketball coach gotcha. most recently. They went on a little bit of a tournament run last year. Um, you know, young, runs and run, likes to likes to get up and down the court. The, the a real players coach. So we'll see how it goes. All good things. Nice to see Virginia and Florida diverting in like style and um for for once because I feel like Virginia and Florida football have been on a bit of a similar road here the past couple of years and it's 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 a lot it's a lot for me personally race <laughs> yes. for a bit <laughs> right but um yeah let's just check it out here yeah so he was the coach at uh, San Francisco for three years they were twenty four and ten last year shout out. You know, not great in 2020, 2021, but 1920, they were they were pretty good. So so he just needs to, like, get get a wave of guys to mature. Uh, kind of like Tony Bennett so, in some regards. <laughs> sure. That never seemed to be the problem for White Mike. Uh, the guys were there. I don't think White Mike was, was coaching the boys up. But, you know, yeah. you'll get that from time to time. So, anyhow, yeah, basketball season. We'll, we'll it keep an eye out. Indeed. <laughs> What's the bubbly water situation tonight? Uh, more grapefruit polar. We are picking games. So I, right. And I got a fresh case from Costco Ooh. yesterday. Ooh, so that hot. <laughs> Keep that image thing the on. Seal on that bad boy for football games this weekend. It's going to be lovely. Love it. I'm on the Waterloo Cherry Limeade. Delightful. Oh, yeah. Very, very good. It's a good one. Yes. Um, Jordan, do you have any takes you'd like to revisit or anything you'd like to uh, bring up from previous episodes, doubling down or otherwise? I don't think so. I I generally do a pretty good job of of not getting out over my skis. So that's this, good. This is a good brief segment <laughs> the, for me. Most the of people the, time. the people love that. The people love that about you. Um, I don't really think I have anything else. Although um, bracing myself for a, another tough weekend <laughs> for the, for the teams. You know, there's we are ripe for uh, for disappointment um, moving forward. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep it moving. That's here. why they play the games. You know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit out of order here. Um, we recorded on, was it Sunday? Sunday was evening? Sunday, yes. Yes, we recorded. And on Monday, I guess like middle of the afternoon, Monday or so, um, we finally got word, ding dong, which is dead. Brian Harson officially out as the head coach at Auburn. Along with... It seems like they just cleared house of all the Boise State guys, which is which is kind of like, I don't know, maybe a little interesting. I mean, typically when the head coach gets fired, I don't think like the offensive coordinator also gets fired. And I don't know, it was, was very clear. Or were they like fired, fired? Like, did they uh, did they walk in and do the single file? Like, oh, now that's a good jerseys. That's a good question. That that maybe that is maybe that could have happened. That I didn't see any. Um, I don't think that would be a good idea because I don't think you would get paid your buyout in that situation. Yeah. Oh, I would it, agree. There was a there was no one's a, ever um, accused football coaches of being like legendarily right. intellectual, though. Right. Shout out Nick Rolovich, but um, yeah, I, I just it, it looked like most all the guys with Boise connections were gone. Carnell Cadillac Williams is the new head coach at the University of Auburn, oh, yeah. which is which is a very humbling sentence to say. Yes. Um, but shout out to him. I'm sure this is. Got to be cool for him to be the head coach for who knows how long. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we all saw this coming. We all saw it as a bit of a formality. It's kind of weird. He was only the coach there for 21 games. Um, You know, not great. Things didn't go well. I don't think recruiting was high on his list, and I don't think scheming was – I don't think he was able to scheme around – like he the he was yeah. right right like I think this is the same effectively the same reason Dan Mullen kind of was let go at Florida and he at least could put like a, a pretty passable product on the field Auburn seemed incapable of doing that uh, most recently um, so yeah I don't I mean he had a lot of success at Boise I think he's a good coach I just this was never a good cultural fit and it kind of seemed like after year one it was almost inevitable he was going to be out of there pretty soon so. Maybe they just decided to get on with it. Yeah. Well, and so they also made the move of like, I don't know if did they formally announce this new AD they're bringing in, or is that just like a? I think they did f- formally announce him 
like maybe Monday morning, and then okay. coach was fired Monday afternoon. So I think they. I also saw someone to... point out that in the statement Boise really or Boise Auburn released, they <laughs> one made sure to mention that the president did it, and two right. they did not mention Brian Harson by name. They yeah, just which like, is odd. Used a very passive like, we have changed leadership in the football program, and the coach is out. Yeah, uh, weird. I don't think anyone's gonna ever make it seem like Auburn does things completely normally, and there's not a lot of fingers in the in the pie so to speak but sure. um yeah all right but what we really want to talk about is who is auburn going to be hiring so you gotta do you have a a brief big board um posted up for this so i saw some of the uh prognosticators college yes. football media speculating that dion would be the number number one target dion sanders aka coach prime in all yeah. caps um he probably deserves an interview i think he deserves an interview uh lane kiffin has also been reported as target number one um someone i think someone apparently asked lane if auburn should hire hugh freeze or like somehow that yeah. came out and there he was like yeah they should do it but apparently the ad they're hiring is the guy who turned hugh freeze in yeah, he and Dan Mullen together conspired the, to bring down <laughs> Ole Miss football vis-a-vis yeah. -vis Hugh Freeze. Yeah, yes. So that seems unlikely. I don't know if it's impossible. It seems unlikely that there would be that much of a mending of the fences. Um, although Hugh Freeze did just sign an extension at Liberty, which is always, you know, the, uh, you know, this is like, I think Lane Kiffin signed a 10-year extension at FAU right before he was out right. of there. Um you know, basically to a good way to, you know, cushion the blow, ins ensure some buyout money for the school yep. that you're working at. Um, so I mean, maybe Hugh Freeze is gearing up. I've seen some Matt Rule out there. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he, I, I don't know how we feel about Matt Rule. I, I don't, I mean, See, Baylor, like he, he took over Baylor when they were really in the dumps and did a nominally good job there. And like, but I don't think Baylor was like, knocking down the door to win a national championship and like Matt rules last year, were they? No. And it's been pointed out, I think by, by our advanced stats guy, Parker on Twitter, yeah. who is also like pretty solidly a TCU fan, but he okay. kind of brought up the point earlier this season. Like was, was the Baylor Renaissance Matt rules doing, or was that Joey McGuire's doing Joey McGuire, who is the personnel guy on those Baylor teams is now the coach at Texas Tech, I believe. Like, extremely connected yeah. to Texas high school football. Um, so I think, like, I think... I mean, if, yeah, but Matt Rule hired that Joey McGuire, McGuire for that reason. So, I mean, you could, I guess you could take it a step up there, right? Sure. But, like, does, does Baylor do that well without Joey McGuire? Like, was Joey McGuire more important to that, or was mm -hmm. Matt Rule, I guess? Sure. I mean, do you think Baylor has fallen off substantially since Joey McGuire left a year and a half ago? Uh, I don't really think, I think they, I don't really think they have personally, but maybe that thing was already running a little bit. Yeah, not substantially, but I think like they are different. Yes. Like I think I think a Dave Veranda Baylor scares me less than a Matt Rule some of those Matt Rule Baylor teams, but Okay. Yeah, it could be true. I think it just depends on honestly, a team like Baylor it just depends on who the quarterback is. Yeah. That's really kind of what it boils down to. But um, but anyhow, you know Matt Rule is probably going to be on – I I could see him being on Wisconsin's list. I could see him being on uh, Nebraska's list. Mm -hmm. You know, program builder type guy. Um, he's not a Southerner. He's not an SEC guy. So Auburn sort of – you know, seems like they do kind of like the Michigan thing. They, they want to – they would have an Auburn man. They, they, you know, need someone from the footprint of the SEC really the bad for whatever reason. I don't know if there's a notable Auburn person who should be that coach. But, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, I, I, I do this sort of thought exercise with the hypersensitive and overreactive Florida fans that are on my Twitter timeline about, like, okay, you know, just fast forward three years and let's get Napier out of here. Just, like, 
what who's going to be like the next staff you know yeah. like tell me who tell me and it's you know at a certain point like how many coaches are we talking about that are active that have won national championships like four yeah jimbo nick saban Dabo. uh Dabo. <laughs> two of them's names are jimbo and Dabo. it's yeah. just a delightfully corny situation um uh, the LSU head coach uh, is gone now, no longer head coaching, just like volunteer assisting at Miami, weirdly. Um, I'm, maybe we're forgetting uh, an obvious one. Ryan Day hasn't won one, has he? I don't think he has. Yeah, so Urban Meyer's out. So, I mean, look, what are we talking, like three, maybe four three coaches? Yeah, have <laughs> have won national championships. So, you know, I'm kind of curious, like, how, how do you find out who the next coach is going to be without hiring someone that hasn't, you know, quote unquote done it right? right and that's that's gonna be interesting um you gotta think nick saban probably isn't gonna be around for like another 10 years i mean maybe he's around for another handful of years at, at best but i mean i think he's well yeah, I mean, into he's his, in 70s his 70s, at this, 70s yeah. yeah and you know i think he has like a fairly healthy like out of out of work like like he plays golf and like has a lake house and stuff right like a work-life balance right exactly we love to so, see that um you know, but anyhow, I, Auburn's going to want someone that can uh, bring them. You know, Auburn has won a national championship fairly recently. So they have. So they have the resources to win a national championship. Back to the like guy who won a national championship and is now volunteering at Miami in a strange turn of picture. <laughs> Do you think like Auburn would be down for that, right? Like Coach O or. No, that experience. Like, if you win a national title, but then you just suck the next two years, and I mean, that's exactly like, what Gene Chizik did, right? Yeah, they've already, in theory, they they set the blueprint. <laughs> they did it before unless you did it. Yeah, this is true. That's good <laughs> captured point. lightning in a bottle, won a national championship, fired the coach eleven games later. Yeah. After, yeah, I mean, uh, of course. So, well, maybe that, it. maybe they're still chasing that, and that like. That yeah. they're still experiencing symptoms of like, well, Gene Chizik could do it. We obviously right. Like, I, I will always stand on that. I think it would be super fun to root for Lane Kiffin as my personal team's football coach. Mm-hmm. I was steeped heavily in the Steve Spurrier, Florida. I was raised in the crucible of Steve, Steve Spurrier, Florida, right? Yeah. So I think he's the most spiritually Spurrier to me that we have going right now. I don't know that it ends well, but I think it, it is a good time and it might not be a long time. And that's okay. That could be okay. I just... Uh, I don't know that Lane Kiffin is as committed to the lifestyle of SEC football coach as Auburn wants. So mm-hmm. I think it's easy to say like, oh, I want Lane Kiffin to be my coach. But if you're Auburn booster guy, I don't know that Lane Kiffin's going to show up at your golf tournament and play with you and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just don't, he's not that, he's not that guy, pal. So yeah. yeah. When like, when Alabama is who you consider to be your direct rival, especially in football. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah, but. that would be awesome. But it's also like, okay, here is what we are constantly comparing ourselves against and like sure. chasing. And so maybe, maybe we can't accept this like quirky enigma that is Lane Kiffin because uh-huh. it's not serious enough to be able to to compete with Alabama in in boosters' eyes. Sure. Yeah, and that might be true. The, the whole weird thing about the Alabama comparison is that they, they fired Gus Malzahn, who I don't want to say regularly beat Alabama, but beat Alabama more regularly than any person on earth Gave ever problems. Has. Yes. Sure. And, and I mean, Harson almost beat him last year, too. So, yeah. I mean, which is which is weird. So, I mean, it's rivalry. All that stuff is in there. It would be super fun to have Lane coaching, be the head coach in that rivalry matchup and just kind of maybe see him feeling his self a little bit. But... I just, I, I kind of, I guess, have some questions about the reality of like Auburn having been, you know, strung out the Gus Malzahn thing for what seemed to be like maybe two, three seasons longer than yeah. than uh, it would seem was necessary given like how they felt about him at the end. Uh, and, you know, at a certain point, you probably can't pay out like infinite money buyouts, right? They've got like... You would think... They have they a lot seem of to money, find money down in the south. However. This is true. It's the Apple money. Tim Cook, it's, yeah. it's, it's just cashing them checks. I guess. <laughs> Big tech is infiltrating our beloved NCAA. Right. So, um, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, 
I, I don't no other names spring to mind. I, I can't think of any outside uh, candidates or I mean, unless they really like John Gruden. God, unless they really want to go full heel and like really press the Urban Meyer thing, that would be interesting just because it would be interesting. Um, but I don't, Urban Meyer, Auburn head coach doesn't necessarily have a, a ring to it to me. No. Um, so, but, and it, and this kind of like, as I guess the point I was trying to make with like Florida, like if you want to make a big splashy hire, who do you hire? Right. Like I don't you think run out of options. It's Jimbo's not going to be a big splash, right? You know, Mario Cristobal. Do you hire? Is Dan Lanning on the on on their list? Or is Oregon going to do this again? <laughs> 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 Which would be, I mean, I'd feel bad for Oregon, but it I would mean, be tremendous content. It really would. And is seven games of Dan Lanning coaching in Oregon enough to, you know, convince you that that's a good idea? I don't know. Maybe, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm trying to think of a name along those lines. Will Muschamp is out there, you know, D.C. at Georgia. No, that Right, that well, and it well. seems, it's like, again, we've talked about this a little bit, but it, there doesn't seem to be a clear, like, group of five candidate or two who everyone's yeah. just like, ooh, that's that's the hot prospect, like a Justin Fuente at Memphis. Well, or, and it seems like, yeah, Luke Fickle, we, I think we've just written him off at this point that he's waiting for Ohio State to come open, and that's the only thing. Or Michigan. Like, it seems like those maybe would be the jobs he'd be interested in leaving for. Yeah. I don't think he would be a bad hire. I don't think that, like, Matt Campbell is going to do enough for the Auburn folks at this point. Yeah. They haven't been He might do good. enough for, like, Nebraska or Wisconsin. Right, but. right. He's a, he's a little more Midwestern, it would seem. So, I mean, all... So if you had to guess, what right about now, like Mike Gundy? I think idea. he he's on the list. He's got the hair for it. He 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 watches the right news channels for it. It's you know huge. Yeah, him Bruce Pearl would would be buddy enough. <laughs> Could you imagine? Bruce got active on Twitter recently. <laughs> Hashtag was, yes uh, yes he was activated. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, if you had to guess right now, gun to your head, who's coaching Auburn next year? Oof, gun to my head. Uh Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I just I don't I don't I don't know. I, I don't I struggle to see who the It feels like it's his who, to turn down. Yeah. I wouldn't write off like a, a Dan Landing type situation either, but I mean that would just imply that he really wants to get back to the SEC and immediately jump into the pit, like across from Kirby and <laughs> Nick Saban, which, I mean, that's that's a tall ask, right? Yeah, but a real sicko career move. I think, uh, I, I believe Stephen Godfrey had said that, like, Billy Napier was not interested in Auburn last time around. I, and I'm not saying he would switch from Florida to Auburn because I don't think anyone would do that. But mm -hmm. I, I, I just, like, if he had still been at Louisiana, like, I feel like, you know, he always was coming up for the like next next SEC job to come open yeah. kind of thing, but apparently he had spurned South Carolina and um, Auburn in like the last go around. So South Carolina's got a, a young coach who you know could got them yeah. knocking on the door of bowl eligibility. This is true, just in time to get KO'd by Mizzou at home. You know, yeah. as a Gator fan, I know that feeling well. <laughs> but yeah, what what about you? What is your what's your gut telling um, you? I mean, my like, if I if I had a free bet to place, I would probably say Lane. Um, yeah. But I like. I keep trying to come up with like a, a surprise out of nowhere candidate, who would make yeah. sense, and I can't. And I also don't think Auburn's that smart either to do that. I don't think Chadwell checks enough boxes for them. Although I don't think he's established enough for them. Yeah, which is very interesting because they hired. Malzahn, who wasn't Malzahn like a I mean, he was the offensive coordinator on the Cam Newton Gene Chizik team, I believe, and then he went and coached for like one year at Arkansas State. Right, but, but he was part but, of the family then. Like, yeah, but before that he was like a, I mean, I think he got hired from high school to be the OC at Auburn, and then got one year of head coaching at Arkansas State, and then becomes Auburn's head coach. Lane Kiffin, I think, betting favorite uh, dark horse for me, I could talk myself into Dan Lanning. Okay. 
No Dan Mullen, given the connection to the AD. I would love, I would love that. I would love that for all involved. It would be a great time. Pretty funny. Maybe not but, the best move. You, your first big hire as the AD is to hire the guy who just right. got fired from Florida. Yeah, and I don't think he's bringing Mike Leach with him either. I don't think this is a uh, a Danny White situation yeah. in Tennessee. <clears throat> but that would also be hilarious. Would really love to see that go down. So, all right, let's get into some games this week. Um, wanted to alert you, Jordan. Maction is back. Midweek Maction. We're right. back. It's November. Um, we have a game. We had games on. last night. Oh, we had games last night. Yeah, that's right. Last night. Looks like there was two. Buffalo and Ohio teed it up last night. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, we got Central Michigan, Northern Illinois, Western Michigan, Bowling Green tonight. So um, a lot of directional Michigans are are in yes. action. Yes, that's how you, that's how you know we're getting into the good part of the season. Um, tomorrow night, we have a pretty good uh, Sun Belt matchup. One that would have Jason would have just loved to break down for us, but uh, App State's at Coastal. I think uh, people are saying this is a big matchup for the Sun Belt East. I don't, I don't know. Is Grayson McCall has he been out or was he just hurt for a little bit? I feel like I don't he. Know. I feel like he was. A little dinged this year and, and app status just you know been kind of so so for a while now so um you know this game has compl- conference implications i don't i don't know that it's uh you're gonna be bouncing your grandkid on your knee telling them about this game but tbd maybe it'll be great yeah it looks like uh mccall seems to have played in okay. every game this year so i thought i i thought i saw across the twitter timelines an injury at some point so Glad to hear that Sweet Grayson is back and piss and teal with the best of them. Yeah, I mean, he only threw his season low pass attempts is 17 against Army in week one. So, okay, gotcha. I don't know. Back in the saddle, Jordan, we have what is this? This is the South's oldest rivalry. North Carolina right. comes to Charlottesville, take on the Hoos. Uh, will, will we get a touchdown this week in Charlottesville? That's the question people are asking. Well, North Carolina's defense is involved, so if if you're looking to get right, uh, this would seem to be your best chance. Uh, North Carolina's offense also involved. Also involved. When it comes to touchdowns, yeah. Yep. They, they do get involved on that front. Um, I did see some interesting stat rankings this week on the Twitter timeline. I believe the, uh, the kind of headline was, like, best – best and worst teams on early downs in terms of success rates. Uh, North Oof. Carolina's defense is in the bottom 10 of this category. Uh, nice. Virginia's offense is also in the bottom 10 in this category. So we've got a real, like, Some's gotta melding, game. melding yeah. of, of forces uh, when, when Brandon Armstrong's got the ball. But, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how Virginia's defense holds up uh unc's offense has traditionally given them problems um but the who's have been playing some some impressive feisty defense over the last Mm -hmm. couple weeks i don't know that this is necessarily the style of offense and or the roster to continue that streak but um we'll see yeah i saw north carolina only seven and a half point favorite yeah i think that's strange Seemed a little seemed a little stinky to me, um, but you never know. I hope UVA can punch one in the end zone, though. That would be good for just overall morale. Maybe catch a pass in the end zone. Yeah, um, or would be catch nice. a pass anywhere would, would be a good start. <laughs> there are a couple. Um, speaking of tough watches, Florida travels to College Station to take on Texas A and M this weekend. Mm, delicious. Um, I saw like a weird stat. I think Florida has been to College Station. I think Texas A&M joined the SEC in 2017, and Florida has been there three times. And Texas A&M has played at Florida at least once. And Georgia has not played Texas A&M one time yet. Dang, that, it's just weird. Like yeah. I, it's just a completely weird scheduling quirk. I don't know why that is the case. Because I remember, I think Florida snuck in and beat. Oh, they actually Texas A&M has been in for longer than they were in in like 2012, weren't they? They had uh, to have been. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it's been longer than that because Johnny Manziel was in the SEC, right? 
Yes. Yes. So that that's been a while now. So I apologize on that date. But regardless, Georgia has like never been to College Station. I think Florida's been at least three or four times, and Texas A&M has played. Uh, you'll recall they played Florida at Florida when Florida wore the Gator skin jerseys. That was a game that happened. Yeah. Um, disgusting football game under the lights. Uh, the jerseys were. I don't know. I kind of thought it was sort of cool in a they weird way. They looked better on Twitter. Sure. But I also, you know, I, I appreciate someone who goes for it, you know? Yeah. So sometimes you got to go for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, not really sure what to say about this matchup. I actually did not even stare down the line to see what it is. Texas A&M is on like a four game losing streak. Yeah. I see Texas A&M is favored by three and a half at home. Oh, um, I believe third string quarterback Connor Wigman is going to be starting for Texas A&M. He played pretty well last week. Yeah, he's got but, some games under his belt. So yeah, got some games under his belt. But yeah, just just kind of a weird one. Um, you would like to think that Florida's defense should be able to maybe put up a slightly better fight than Ole Miss's defense last week. I think Ole Miss's defense agree. has been playing a little ragged recently, and. Uh, I thought Florida's defense looked salty against Georgia. They still gave up a ton of points, so that's never good. But they were flying know, around. They were able. They were able to turn place. the ball over. Um, now, Brenton Cox was kicked off Florida's team this week. I don't know if you saw that come across. Kind of weird. Um, yeah, just the the vibes seem a little strange at Florida right now. I think we are squarely in the middle of right sizing the program. Like you're either on the ship or you're not going to be on the ship. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit of the the discourse you're getting from uh, Coach Billy right now. Um, and I appreciate it. I mean, I think everybody's got to go through it. I'm sure Virginia's going through it and has been going through it. And I think Florida is and has been going through it as well. But it seems that, you know, he's, I believe, trying to lean on that sort of second half performance against Georgia last week as hopefully a, a turning point and sort of a foundational step that the team took, you know, believing in each other and, and believing in things um so tbd <laughs> i just this game i think is kicking at 11 local in in college station they're trying to get this thing over with quickly yep. my folks will my folks will be there so That's shout right. out to Anna and dave they, they'll be they'll be out and about but uh yeah i um but just look i i, I look forward to hoping to see that florida can improve a little bit down the stretch here they yeah florida had a has had played some tough teams right and I, don't, I want to hand it to them. Their schedule has been difficult. They have a really nice, impressive-looking win against a Utah team in week one that seems like a really long time ago. Um, but I have struggled to see a whole lot of improvement in Florida since that Tennessee game that was over a month ago now, and uh, it's probably time to see a little bit of that, um, especially at the quarterback position. So. Yeah. Well, and I wonder how much of it is like, you know, you talked about the, the right-sizing of, you know, getting guys – committed or you know two feet in mm -hmm. two feet out like and how much of that we've talked in the past about some schools like apathy takes over once yeah. a game or two is lost and you're no longer competing for a conference title if you expected like <clears throat> i came to florida so i could compete for an sec title and we've already lost three or four games this year like right what, what's the point so um interesting to know what what the like mix of all those variables are but uh which i'm pretty sure is has to be the case at texas a&m too right sure now, right yeah, yeah you know got paid all this money probably to go play at the school to contend and try to beat alabama and you're four and four three and four and on in the middle of a four game losing streak and just you know things aren't going well you're starting to see some misbehavior uh you know the sort of telltale signs of lack of focus and control of the, over the team and stuff. Yeah. So Jimbo's losing um, control. Yeah. Right. Right. So of the program, we will see how it goes. Uh, I just want to point out that Georgia tech is going to be playing Virginia tech VPI this weekend. Uh, just another humdinger of a matchup for the Hokies. Let me tell you a battle of the polytechnics. That's right. The Hokies and the who's have just been on a, a, a bloodbath of borderline unwatchable football games for, for a while now. So, yeah, well, well, it's only all culminating. Continue. Yeah, all culminating in a Friday after Thanksgiving matchup that we're all looking forward Virginia's to. Virginia's still got to play Coastal Carolina at some point this year. Ooh, so does JMU, right? Yeah, good eggs. 
Uh, I guess we are not picking this one, but Texas is at Kansas State. Yeah. So I don't know what to make of Kansas State. I don't know who's playing quarterback for them. They beat the absolute holy hell out of Oklahoma State last week for no reason. Um, Texas, similar. Which Texas team is going to show up? How healthy are they? Just seems like, again, it's just weird, but just kind of Texas is just another Big 12 team this year, it would appear. They exist. They are yeah. like they they seem to be fully senioritising already for the SEC <laughs> in, in some ways. Yeah, which you know, not great. <laughs> not not great. a great look. Could be an interesting, could be an, a, a bumpy landing, as they say. Yeah. Um, especially if you're you know not able to take care of business at Kansas State, but Clement's got the boys rolling. He's the coach of Kansas State, right? Yes. Good. Why well, no, like, I was, Yeah, I mean they. If they come out as spirited as they did against uh, OK State, Spencer Sander and Sanders and them boys, right? I don't know. I don't know. Is Adrian Martinez uh, expected back? It didn't really make a difference, but I don't think it made a difference. And I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they would want him back given the performance last week. With Ride the hot not, hand with with not him. Yeah. yeah. So you know the Wally Pip situation. Sorry. Sorry about it. Yeah. All right, I believe the Dukes of James Madison are at Louisville at this the slice. Week. That's right. So they're they're tri- making the road trip. Um, we do not have Jason here to hype us up and give us cryptic um, answers to our questions about the Dukes injury situations. I don't Todd know if Todd's leaks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Todd, uh, quarterback Todd, is going to be playing for the Dukes. Louisville seems to be rounding into form, so this is prime time for Jamie to snag an upset here, as people are, I think, squarely back on Louisville as a, a decent program um, and we can get uh, old Satterfield's seat heated once again. Yeah. I mean like some, someone on Twitter was saying it was like Satterfield and Louisville seem very ready to be done with each other. Um, this, this could expedite things very, very. Yeah. It, it really could, but then it just, he almost seems like he's doing a bit of the Malzahn thing in which he appears to be done with the situation and the situation appears to be done with him. And then like, so he's just coaching loose and it, it's working now. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, last week, who, who did they be last week? I mean, they beat oh, they beat wake. They murdered wake last yeah. week. Right. And turned him over a zillion times and just completely had wake. It's number all yeah. week. And wake I, was mean, in a I pretzel think that third quarter, they've been playing pretty well. Malik Cunningham's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, despite the coach, Louisville marches on. Uh, and then your ABC primetime matchup this week, Herbie oh. on the call, Florida State at Miami. You know the heart is going to be throbbing, if you will. And it's oh, – uh, <laughs> We'll see. Uh, yeah. I mean, Florida State comes in, I believe, a significant favorite in this game, which is kind of weird. I always hold out a little bit of hope that things could get weird for in Miami's favor, but they have given me zero to go off of uh, this season. Um, and then if Jake Garcia is playing quarterback, uh, I think things could not go well for Miami this weekend. Yeah, this, from this, what I remember, you might just have to eat this one. That's a tough, tough to take a, a, a fat L to a rival like this, but they might just have to eat it. Well, from what I remember, listening to again listening to the Virginia Miami game last week. Yes. Let um, us let us not, never forget that we were forced to listen to it, right? The uh the Miami play calling according to the analysts was very cautious and reserved uh given the backup QB. It seemed they wanted to like protect yes. possession of the ball at all costs and that was uh that required a sacrifice of of creativity and risk so um i don't know if they open it up a little bit more now that he's got some some battle action under his belt um but it feels like you kind of have to against florida state because like florida state scores points so yes yeah miami add that to another list of teams that's potentially in the right sizing of the program phase of the uh season i saw i believe jalen knighton uh, has indicated he's going to be entering the transfer portal. Um, pretty talented running back there, uh, but yeah, no, we're getting a lot of the same stuff from the pul- from the pulpit. I'll say uh, from 
uh, Pastor Manny, as you get from Billy and, and others, it just uh, got to implement a process. And Pastor what, Manny, he and, said. Oh, God, Manny. Mario, Pastor yeah. Mario. Jeez, oh, Pastor Manny is out here baptizing uh, Ohio State quarterbacks. Am I right, brother? Sometimes. Occasionally. That's that's all they do every now and then. But, Yeah. Yeah, just weird. I mean, I it's, I think this week maybe is a little bit better than we thought going into it, but there's a lot of matchups here that traditionally would be a lot better if, and, and this is kind of team of the year, if if some teams that normally hold up their end of the bargain um, had held up their end of the bargain. Like, I think Florida-Texas A&M is a really interesting matchup, typically, uh, just because yeah. those are two teams, I, I would say, that are probably of similar profiles in their side of the conference, like, you know, looking to take the next step this mm-hmm. year is just not that year for either of them right yeah. <laughs> so i mean Oklahoma even like Taylor, I mean, like yeah. we're not we don't care about that at all that is no implications correct on on the big picture uh liberty is at arkansas that's just a weird one that is um, very weird keep an eye on that one and then yeah we got number one tennessee versus number one georgia right in in a, in a really weird matchup of number one teams who would have thought that's right so um anyhow that's all i got pickers i don't know if there's any other that caught your eye that you wanted to get out with any hot tips on no i i really haven't uh done my deep dive into the board yet for this weekend so it's not very clear the board yeah. isn't that clear to all, you yet. Uh, all value plays can be found on my only fans uh early got saturday it. morning but yeah we take can us, uh take us to pickville we can move it on to pickville here Five games against the spread. Um, yeah, the Texas-Kansas State game, I didn't necessarily leave off intentionally. I think I looked at it and did not recognize that Texas was ranked. So my apologies to Jason and his family for, for not respecting the Longhorns. <laughs> Disrespecting the Horns. Um, but I well, also it looks did... like a juicy matchup per our guy Parker at Stats of War on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but... I'll have to take a look. It's it's a very very slight nod to Kansas State in this game. Nice. Well, yeah, maybe I'll tune in and uh, try to make amends for for leaving these guys off the card. But I also did want to include uh, this Friday night game, especially. I think it's time we honor and recognize bowl eligible and top twenty five ranked Oregon State football. Uh, they've returned to the national scene. Welcome back to the Beavers. Yeah, uh, they're so doing Friday it. night at ten thirty. They are on the road to take on the Huskies of Washington. Washington is favored by four in this one. <laughs> Jason's going to take Washington. Uh, he has provided his picks via iMessage uh, once again without any justification. So uh, a little disappointing that we don't get any color commentary. For a communications uh, professional, you know, you would maybe expect some some editorialization to go yeah. on, but no. yeah, a pretty uh, pretty vague memo we got sent this evening with <laughs> regard to his picks, but it's okay. Yes. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take Oregon State here. Um, I think I am mostly basing this off of a weather forecast play. Uh, which is a little dangerous, so you know, mm. buckle, buckle, tf up, folks. Um, but it's apparently supposed to be nasty Friday night, like driving winds, rain in the forties. Um, I don't think Washington plays an offense that is necessarily conducive to thriving uh, when conditions go sideways like that. Um, Michael Penix, Michael Penix, and them boys. Michael Penix uh, and them boys strike me as a kind of a finesse, kind of like a North Carolina in in some ways. Um, maybe sure. not necessarily built to be a hard nosed football team necessarily. Maybe they are, and they'll prove me wrong. I don't know, but uh, Washington, uh, Oregon State likes to run the ball. They keep possessions down. I think that lends itself to a close game. So. I will take Oregon State on the road in the slop. Yeah, I'll um, I'll take Washington here at home. Uh, I like your line of reasoning there. However, I also think that a quarterback like Michael Penix, you know, even if they're not throwing the ball, he is a threat to run it still. Um, and I just I think 
the home atmosphere is always good for Washington. So uh, I'll, I'll go there. Four points doesn't seem overly large to me. So, uh, But Oregon State, feel-good story. Washington, at one point this season, kind of feel-good story as well. So two teams potentially on the rise here. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Washington at home minus four. Yeah, I remember watching the Washington-Michigan State game that we picked and thinking, like, oh, gosh, Washington, they are world yeah. beaters. And, and then we watched the UCLA game, and it yeah. was like, oh, oh God, they are not. Uh, they've come back down to earth a bit. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle should be enough to take care of Oregon State, in yep. my humble opinion. Yep. All right. Uh, we will go to the game of the week of the year of the century. That's right. It is Athens-Georgia your time to shine. The dogs are hosting the Tennessee Volunteers. As Logan mentioned, number one, V number one this week. Um, and George is favored by eight and a half at home. And I'm going to go ahead and take Georgia here. Um, I think it was very impressive that they did not seem to struggle with any look-ahead-itis Last week against Florida, um, they are going to be down one of their pass rushers this yeah. week. Nolan Smithson is out for the season, actually. a Peck, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they're lacking horses in that department either to replace him with. I think this comes down to me. Uh, the Tennessee defense is not super impressive. Um, Tennessee's offense can certainly put up points. But Georgia's going to be probably clearing away the best defense they've played so far this season. Um, oh, yeah. And I I think some of the stuff they got away, maybe got away with against Alabama, they won't necessarily be able to, to do against Georgia. And I think maybe it's good, like, for, for Georgia's sake, that Stetson Bennett had a little bit of the oopsies last week. Maybe that yeah. gets him a little more locked in and focused and – and protecting the ball. So I'll take the dogs. Oof, eight and a half seems a little a little large to me, which is I don't necessarily know why. Um the touchdown pass Florida through in the second half last week is standing out in my mind as like <laughs> exactly the kind of touchdown pass Could that Tennessee <laughs> that Tennessee throws. Yeah. Um it was a I think it was a bad angle by the safety that either was late or um had so a, had didn't a, even see the, the ball either. signal or was just yeah just trying to come out and jump something that like yeah I don't think he was aware of the play that was happening. So yeah maybe they got that out of their system. You're right. I, I do like the uh this Stetson will likely be better um Tennessee is just so extreme. So I think some of their defensive stats are a little bit warped. Like I don't think their defense is bad i think their defense is fine potentially average i think that they scored a zillion points so teams are always throwing on them mm-hmm. and therefore it appears that their past defense is not very good um and in reality i just think they're they're an average unit over there which maybe is what it is they probably appear to stop the run better because no one ever runs on them because they're always yeah. <laughs> getting passed on so i think there's a little bit of that at play um, Nolan Smith not playing for Georgia sucks for Georgia because he's probably a you know NFL talent edge rusher. Georgia, like I think Bud Bud Elliott reported today. I, I saw him, I guess, quoting his stat, but I think Georgia's like in the 100s in the country in sack rate, though. They do not actually sack the quarterback very much at all. They rely, I think, they pressure and steam up the quarterback a little bit. Um, Jalen Carter should be back more full go. He played last week against Florida, he had been out for four or five weeks since I think that Oregon game mm. at the beginning of the season. So that will be good to have him back. He's probably the best, one of the best, if not the best defensive lineman in the country back for Georgia, putting pressure in the middle. Um, but yeah. And then like just Tennessee's Tennessee's ability to take advantage. Even of like a, a team like Alabama. Um, I mean, Georgia and Alabama, in my mind, they play very similar stylistically on the defensive side. You know, in theory, uh, Kirby learned from from Nick Saban. And um, I really want to take Georgia because I think the talent, there's a, a significant talent gap. But I think Tennessee right now is too uh, 
is performing their offense like they're ringing the most out of that like whole experience and i don't know if tennessee i would not be surprised if tennessee came back to earth next year and you know won seven games or won eight games and was you know kind of back to their standard but uh i'm getting too strong of like 2019 lsu vibes for them right now to ignore it so i'll take tennessee especially um even if yeah i mean those those points are big they could lose by seven and I'm, i still feel pretty good about that yeah yeah i also think uh oh it should be noted jason is also on the vols this week okay um i also kind of have questions about tennessee on the road like they sure. do they do have a win at LSU, but that seemed to be kind of before LSU figured out who they were, maybe. Heavily influenced by LSU, like, mistakes early in that game, too. I think Tennessee was up, like, 17 to nothing before that, like, we were barely into the first quarter, right? Yeah, and that was before all the players-only meetings, I think, that uh, it, LSU Yeah, it might have been. Holding. So, so, yeah, I, I just think, like, I have some hesitancy about Tennessee on the road just because I don't think we have enough of a sample size. Like at yeah. Pitt, week two was a ranked win technically, but Pitt is, as we are learning, not the Pitt of old. Um, and pushed them to overtime with their backup or third string quarterback. I mean, a very bizarre. I mean, I, I don't know. Florida was able to get a couple key stops in the second half of that game and get themselves back in that game. Yeah. Um, you know, with the ball and a chance to win at the end and, you know, maybe unlikely fashion. But, you know, I'm I'm looking back at that trying to recall how Florida got back in the game. Maybe I'm clouded by Florida's most recent defensive performances. Um, but I think they were able to they either got a turnover at some point or forced a, a punt or two, you know, and stole a possession back. Um if Georgia's able to just run the ball and be super patient and throw the ball to the tight ends and you know, do Georgia stuff and, and hope that they can get a stop or two. That is clearly, I mean, that's what they're going to want to do anyway. That I'm not, I'm not breaking any news to you, Jordan, but, sure. um, but I mean, that is a clear disaster recipe for Tennessee, right? You know, they, they would rather this game be uh, a high scoring affair, I think, than a potential like punt fest. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the longer Tennessee's offense stays on the sideline, more antsy they get and maybe the more pressure they feel to like okay we we got to make the most of when we do get out on the sure so but if tennessee goes up like seven nothing on the third play of the game like it's going to be the vibes are going to be weird in sanford stadium so i'm I'm like very intrigued i will be how how this could go yeah i think like personally i am rooting for tennessee to win sure um because that would be hilarious um (laughs) yes but yeah, we'll see. And um, then for that, so well, yeah, I mean, all that really builds toward is them losing. Well, I guess could have three one-loss SEC teams. Yeah, you get Bama winning the SEC title game against. I think Tennessee. you need. Yeah, you need Tennessee to win this one, right? So then you, Georgia could catch a loss to Alabama, or yeah, one or the other. I guess it yeah. will. Either way, I guess Tennessee is undefeated. But yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, that's so we'll funny. keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on Dr. Pepper Saturday. <laughs> uh, our third game, we're going to stay in the SEC for two aforementioned teams. We've got Bama at LSU. Bama's favored by 13 on the road. Logan, please do the honors. <sighs> I think people might be a little high on LSU. I think they've been playing better. Um, Bama's. Coming off a bye, I believe. Yeah. Maybe maybe LSU is as well. Um, I'll take... Ooh, it's at LSU, though. Yeah. Mm. Night mm-hmm. game. Tiger Stadium. There's only um, one Tiger Stadium. Don't, yeah, I'll take... Down, I'll but... take... Uh, I'll take Alabama here. I, this, this has... This has vibes of... Very excited LSU fans early. And then Jalen Daniels... Jaden Daniels maybe turns back into Jaden Daniels at, at midnight in this game. And, and we get a, a hungry Alabama defense all up in that, a- so to speak. So yeah, I like now, Alabama. To Mr. Daniels credit, he has done a good job of protecting the football. Yes. I think he's only thrown one interception this year. Yep. So like looking at, looking at his and Bryce Young stats side by side, 
I mean, he's only got 94 fewer yards. He's got six fewer touchdowns, but Bryce Young's thrown three picks. He's only thrown one. So, um, sure. It is, it is somewhat impressive. Uh, with that said, Jason is going to take Bama. I'm also going to take Bama. Um, <laughs> I Bryce Young was also out for a game and a half, right? At least. Yeah. But, yeah, but you know, um, doesn't make up for the interceptions. You're no. right. <laughs> no, can't have that. Um, I also think this is just like from a from a drama character arc perspective. This is very much an opportunity for Nick Saban to christen uh, <laughs> a new coach in the SEC West. Give him sure. give him a little baptism by fire. Um, sure. And and someone who's a high profile coach at that. So I don't think that's who has who has notoriously his team's not played well against Alabama. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I should say teams. One famous opportunity he got against Alabama did not go well. Yeah, he got a bit exposed, but uh, uh, we're gonna take it to kind of the ACC for our seven thirty game. We've got Clemson at Notre Dame. Clemson only favored by three and a half on the road. In this yeah. Game. Yeah. Seems stinky. Seems uh, really stinky. Jason is going to lead us off by taking Clemson. I'm also going to take Clemson. I oh, like no. that they're coming no. off of a bye here. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I think similarly to how, Logan, you mentioned people might be a little high on uh, LSU. I think folks might be a little high on Notre Bingo. Dame. Love um, it. So I think it's time for a comeback to earth. And like <coughs> Notre Dame, y'all don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for Clemson. Like they could have been prepping old old QB2 this whole time. Um, even though DJ used their guy, they may have been using that bye week to really, sure. really prep the backup. So uh, if you got to prep for two quarterbacks, did you actually prep for either of them? Um, is the line <laughs> but, of thinking I'm going with. So I'll take Clemson. Yeah. I, I just three and a half doesn't seem big enough for me not to take Clemson here. That's kind of, I guess, what it boils down to. Clemson's defense is crazy good. Notre Dame's offense is atrocious. I don't really think playing at Notre Dame this year uh, provides like a whole lot of home field advantage that I'm that scared of. You can ask Marshall how that went um, in, in that deafening environment. But yeah, I just think uh, I think Clemson's defense is the best unit on the field. Notre Dame's defense has been impressive so far this year, but I mean, I don't know. Like, are we really gonna say that they played Ohio State tough in Week One and like use that as any sort of justification because they essentially like would appear to be really tr- be playing to cover in that game and not really playing right. to do? They were they were looking to end that game as quickly as possible with as few points as possible, so. Um, Clemson, I'm sure, will be riled up by all of the media hatred and anti-Clemson sentiment that has been ringing around Twitter since the playoff uh, rankings debuted. And listen, I mean, Notre Dame would be doing everyone a favor if they could get Clemson on up out of there. I don't, I'm not really very like into seeing Clemson, this version of Clemson as a playoff team this year, um, just because I am a fan of watching enjoyable football games. And I don't think that that would be that enjoyable of a football game, but, uh, um, but yeah, I just, I can't, I can't think that at three and a half points, Clemson doesn't cover that. All right. And we're going to finish our slate. Ugh, uh, I hate this one, by the apologies way. Apologies to the B1G <laughs> and the big 12. Uh, this is ranked on ranked. We've got wake at NC state, NC state somehow clinging, clinging to the top 25 with all their heart, soul, mind and strength. Um, Wake is favored by four on the road. I'm gonna go ahead and take Wake Forest. I've, I I like admittedly do not know what the hell happened last week. Um, yeah, I, I think that was I that has like, to be a bit of an aberration. Yeah, and like I feel like Handsome Sam is is veteran and grizzled enough to to be able to bounce bounce back from that. Um, now, I was impressed with the freshman QB that NC State rolled out against Virginia Tech. Yeah, he looked Kick pretty good. Spin it. Um, but Wake has tape on him now. Virginia <laughs> Tech did not. So Right. Um, and you never want to give a Wake defense tape. 
You know, yeah. I've often said this. Never give the claw fence tape of of your quarterback. Rule number one of the ACC Atlantic. So I'll take Wake. Um, but NC State is a tough spot to play at night. So who who can really say? Yeah. I mean, is this the game where NC State turns turns into like the preseason top ten team they were supposed to be because their quarterback all of a sudden can complete some passes? And they find that, that's the the defensive lineman who's going to get drafted in the second round next year. Right, right. Bradley Chubb walks walks through that door. Speaking of which, Dolphins loading up, really going yeah. for it. You know, um, I don't want to be boring here. I feel like I've really been. Well, I guess I was on Georgia at home in Washington. But NC State, Wake, Raleigh, bumping. Night. Is it at night? Yeah, 8 p.m. kick. Ooh, ACC Network 8 p.m. kick. <laughs> Love that team. Probably going to have that. a Hasselbeck brother on the call. God knows we're going to have some nondescript Hasselbeck and some blurry footage being beamed like over dial-up internet across the world. Oh, God. I'm stalling here because I don't really love it. Yeah, I'll go with Wake. You can't trust the third-string quarterback. Handsome Sam is going to Not two back. weeks in a row. You can trust yes. him for one week, but not two weeks in a row. Right. This is why, Just ask this is Texas why, A&M. This is why Florida's going to be Texas A&M. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I don't, I don't feel great about this game. Nor was I like supremely excited to see that we were blessed with the opportunity to pick it against the spread. So yeah, you're uh, I'll take I'll take the better quarterback and uh, a likely bounce get right bounce back situation here. Even if NC State's defense is good, there's no way Wake turns the ball over like ten times like they did last week. Or yeah. how many times they turned it over? Seven or eight? They turned over six, six in times in quarter. one quarter. Yeah. Okay, was that the extent of the turnovers? There were no other turnovers except for I don't one. Know. I didn't like, do a deeper dive, but like blackout think, third quarter. I also think playing against Virginia Tech, you might be getting overvalued a little bit, especially your defense. After I mean, like Virginia Tech's offense scored three twenty one unanswered points, I think, against that defense, and Ooh. then like everyone looks at it like, oh, they locked it down, and like came back and shut them out the rest of the game but if you can get ran on like to have yeah. have an avalanche like that happen by brent prize hokies um in 2022 your offense Lord. might might be in for a day against <laughs> yeah, you guys that's true so well and i think as you say just they're they're uh that defense that's a heavy lift for that defense it has been all season because yeah. their offense has not been very good so there's got to be some attrition and just general, um, you know, fatigue, tough, low, low vibes, yeah. L- low T. There's there's a, a low T defensive <laughs> performance, you know, waiting for them. But I mean, what a matchup though! Tobacco Road, you know, oh, just really get into the it. Research Triangle, Jefferson Pilot. Oh man, let's do it. What I w- I would what I wouldn't give to have Jefferson Pilot back. Someone posted a intro to like a Jefferson Pilot video on Twitter the other day, or not video, like a game, like a pregame yeah. thing, and I was like, oh man, wow, look at this. Yeah, was that like a North Carolina basketball game? Uh, yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah. I think I did. Awesome Jerry Stackhouse stuff. was was involved. There's a guy. <laughs> there is a guy. Okay. So yeah, that's right. picks. Uh, Jason also it. took Wake. For the record <laughs> so we had three straight full agreements on the last three three you well you and jason are joined at the hip you have picked all five games the same this week S- sorry about it jason that's right we were yep. to drag him down too. with you logan so that you can end up caddying for me in in one of these grunt tour events <laughs> let's do it sounds good this is really what i'm in it for i just right. want to i just want to caddy I want to. I, I want to wipe, wipe down some clubs, dusting off the sticks, give some numbers, using illegal rangefinders, things of that nature, <laughs> turning my slope on and off at every <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> All right, it's off now. Uh, I'm going to pretend I didn't see it. Uh, that's hilarious. Uh, do you have any? Uh, do you have any weekend plans, Jordan? Uh, Saturday. Saturday, I am playing golf with uh, Jason. Allegedly, if he can crawl out from under the the weight of hoops season bearing down upon him um ted slocum's getting in on the action we may have 
a fourth uh, in the wings. Not sure yet. TBD on that front. But uh, awesome. Taking on Shenvalee Golf Links in Newmarket, Virginia. So beautiful. Get, get to drive right past the poultry plant on my way in, and uh, pay my respects. You ever, uh, you know, take a nice young lady out on a date and drive her past the poultry plant and just tell her old war stories? Say, all, all my character and integrity was sweetheart. I want you to know something in the fires that you the can see burning. <laughs> the crucible, the dumpster right here. <laughs> you see that? Don't breathe in through your nose. Please. That 1987 don't. Ford truck with a duct tape ball wad on the oh uh, shifter. Gosh. Man, what a time! Um, I don't know if I have any golf plans this weekend. Might I might. I might need to. I might need a weekend off. I've been, yeah. been uh, getting after it, but I will be here. You know, drawing lines on my new golf balls, preparing them to be uh, rinsed in the waters of, of uh, lovely South Florida. That's that me. is that the that's a fun activity to do while watching a game too. Is like yes. have have your stack of golf balls, newly acquired pelotas, <laughs> and a fresh sharpie, and just get after it. Yes, uh, I'm looking forward to that. So. Um, cool. All right. Jordan, shall we sign us off? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and land this bird? Sounds good. Thank you for joining us, everyone. It's the Wheel Route Podcast. You know what it is. We're on Instagram at the Wheel Route. No, we're not. We're on Instagram at Wheel Route Podcast. We are uh we have an email address. It's wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. We have an internet website. It is thewheelroute.com. You can go there, you can stream the show there, you can view the pick tracker there um and uh you can also get the show from your favorite podcast acquisition service until we meet again we love you guys go gators go who's and go dukes